Welcome to Wine and Real Estate, the podcast where we drink wine, we have fun, and we learn about real estate investing. Real estate investing is so much more than just buying buildings. It's about building relationships, building your dreams, building your dream lifestyle, customizing your life. What do you want to do? What do you want to achieve? It's much more than money. It's more than getting rich. It's a different type of wealth. It's the wealth of time, the wealth of freedom. And now let's get to the wine and the real estate. Welcome to Wine and Real Estate. And tonight we're drinking something special. So Monte Cheval. So it's actually a cheap bottle of wine, but it's actually uh, quite good. So 90 points, which is quite good if you do enjoy wine. And it's from Montenegro, a dry red wine. And Jennifer, do you want yeah, to tell us more about it? I don't think it was a cheap bottle of wine. No, but... <laughs> it looks cheap. So anyway. Well, I'm not saying that they had good taste with their label, but it is a very yeah, good not, not good marketing. Yes, exactly. Sometimes things are, um, good things are in bad packaging. Yeah, that's it. Sometimes there's like um, something that like it's not very appealing or it's obscure. So tonight we are talking a bit about a, an obscure subject. It's a great transition. <laughs> yes. Infinite banking. So people think about banking and how, yeah, that can be fun or not fun to go to a bank. And we have talked about it quite a bit before. Uh, but tonight we have a guest, Hayden Pad Padalino. And um, he's helping investors grow and protect their profits in a tax-efficient way, which is always very important, especially with the new budget that came out on April 1st. It wasn't in April Fool's. <laughs> no, unfortunately, we wish it was, but it wasn't. So welcome, Hayden. Welcome to Wine and Real Estate. Let's drink to that. I think you're drinking yes. something, too. To cheers. Cheers. Yes. <laughs> so, Hayden, can you tell us a bit about yourself? Uh, what do you do? What is infinite banking and all that fun stuff? Yeah, so I'm 26. I'm out of Guelph, Ontario. Um, I found out about infinite banking about four years ago. And um, my initial thoughts were, like when finding out which kind of the ins and outs of infinite banking was like, one, how many people can help just because of, especially people my age, trying to get ahead in life, it's getting more and more difficult, especially that was four years ago. And now today it's probably even harder. And so I, is that was like a realization for me. And then once I kind of got more and more into the business, I realized um, how much it can help one business owners, but also investors and entrepreneurs as well. Um, so that's kind of how I've gradually gone on this path as well, just with infinite banking and use of, using the policies for myself. Um, so there's that question, that answer. And then the other question was what is infinite banking and infinite banking is a process where you're able to uh, take back control of the money uh, that you've worked hard for and having the ability to keep more and grow the money uh, rather than just giving a lot of money back to uh, banking institutions and the government and sort of things like that. So just being able to, to take back control of the money. Um, I like to use the example of a bucket and so let's say you have this bucket and you put water you keep putting filling water into this bucket but the bucket has holes and yeah <laughs> the 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 idea with the bucket is okay let's patch up these holes so then we keep more water right but if we 
compare that to money, your bucket is uh, the place where you store your money. The, the water is the, the money coming in, but then the holes are uh, taxation, inflation, uh, debt, debt re- yeah, fees, debt repayments, that sort of things. But then when we think about it in the money standpoint, our thoughts is, oh, I need to make more money. We don't think about, let's patch up these holes. And so yeah. um, with infinite banking, it allows you to, re- uh, to patch up some of these holes so you can keep more of that money. So that's a, a quick little I, example I like to use to kind of make it like a, a real life example. It's just because infinite banking is so different than traditional banking. And so giving that real life example kind of helps people understand what infinite banking is. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I really like the example you gave because a lot of people, when we mentioned that, oh, they think you have a debit card. Okay, we're not talking about this kind of bank, like (laughs) by any means, this is very different. And then people say, can I roll my coins and like hand it to you? Very different bank (laughs) again. It's not a consumer bank or whatever you call it like bmo yeah or it's not yeah like also not like an atm it's not supposed to be used as an atm you still want your money inside of a bank for debit purchases because that's yeah. not what infinite banking is yeah i think it's more big picture and more um... big items like mortgages yeah. lines of credit those bigger purchases and it's funny today i had a conversation similar to this one about uh, Costa Rica, where we invest uh, quite a bit. And financing there is very complicated and banks charge a lot of fees. In Canada, we're fortunate. Usually you have like a monthly subscription or something and it's kind of even over there, they nickel and dime every little thing. And then, yeah, there's taxes, inefficiencies, a whole bunch of things. So this person said, oh, I'm gonna set up my own bank because I want to because I want to capture all of it and there's great profit there so the banks are not silly they know there's lots of money so if you become your own banker you're capturing a lot of that profit uh, you are using I guess an insurance company so there are some costs but it's still far less than paying a mortgage at RBC or BMO and I, you're the expert you'll have to correct me on that one but you also get to keep that buying power while the mortgage, as you pay it, unless it's um, like a readvanceable mortgage, it's gone after you need to reapply and all kinds of Correct. things. So. Correct. So since you, if you, you have to look at it with the policies that since it, let's say if you've purchased a mortgage with, within the policy, you now own that debt, you own it, not anyone else. And so the loan repayments you make are back to yourself. And so that just, gives you access to that money once again, rather than a traditional mortgage, your loan repayments are going to someone else's bank. And so you, so you lose that money altogether. And if you want to, just about banking in general, if you want to look at it, like your relationship with a bank, think of it as a business. So you front all the money, the bank takes all the profits, but then you take on all the risk if banks collapse like they have been yeah right? and so if you think about it as a business it's a horrible business model for the consumer it's a great business model for the banks because they don't have to front any money and they take all the profits then with the insurance companies and how we design these insurance contracts is that we participate in the dividends and so 
the money we put into these insurance companies compound in growth year over year, and then it grows our wealth uh, further than what we would traditionally have um, inside the bank. And um, if you were to finance a mortgage through your policy, you're in control of all the rules. And so there's a saying, whoever has the capital makes the rules. And so yeah. traditional, traditionally, uh, banks have the money, so they make all these rules. And, but if in the policy, since it's your money and you're leveraging uh, those cash values, there's no, the insurance companies don't ask any questions. They don't ask, uh, there's no application. There's no uh, credit checks as well. And so it's a very, especially for real estate investors, the amount of headaches it is dealing with mortgages. Oh my, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Like it's brutal. And so you totally mitigate that mortgage aspect just because you're in control of everything and you're in control of your money. Um, if you want to look at it uh, this way with entrepreneurs, investors, they like to be in control if it's time or the work they do. But money should be the first thing they should want to control. But typically they don't do that. They just hand the control off to the banks. And um, so it's good that infinite banking has that solution. It's just getting the, the word out there. Yeah. And it's a bit of a habit. Like we, we exercise in the morning at 5.20 AM. So we're paying ourselves first health wise, but I think IBC is the same idea. Jennifer, would you agree? Like you have to flow through the money through a policy, then you invest it instead of just here it is. And now it's gone. So, yes. And I think that I'm somebody who kind of had a hard time kind of wrapping my head around it. And I think a lot of real estate investors probably do as well. Like, why would it make more sense to put it into an insurance, the money into an insurance policy? How, how does it, like, I think it would be great if we kind of got like a concrete kind of um, idea. Of why would it be better for a real estate investor to, to go this route instead of getting the mortgage? Uh, the, the main thing is, opportunity cost and so that's one of that's like a hidden uh hole in your bucket is opportunity cost typically how we pay for things is just cash and then you've lost out the on the opportunity to earn interest on those dollars and so if you want to look at it uh for real estate uh, you build save up money in your bank account and then uh, take the money out and purchase a for a down payment so let's say the down payment is 50,000. You've now lost out on the opportunity to make money on those dollars. Now yeah. people might say, oh, but the, the investment is growing. The asset of the real estate is growing, which is true. But the actual dollar component, you've now lost opportunity uh, to yeah. make interest on that dollar. And so with the, uh, if you do it within the policy and take a policy loan out, the, so let's say you have a hundred thousand of dollars worth of cash values in your policy and you take a loan up for 50,000, the cash value is still uh, compound and growth at the hundred thousand. So if you yeah. use the cash or not, it's growing at the same amount. And so you take the policy loan up for 50,000 purchase that down payment, but you've now, you haven't lost the opportunity to make interest because you are making interest on the inside the uh, policy. And so you've now uh, 
or making interest on the cash and then also growing uh, with the investment and also the asset. And so you're growing your money two ways at once and it's just a more efficient way uh, to invest in the real estate compared to uh, traditionally where you just save up money in your bank account and then go towards the, the down payment. Yeah, and I guess people as well, when they're saving up, they put it in a, a savings account. So you get like 0.02% interest. Yeah. You want it fairly liquid because you, you're waiting to buy that property. Uh, yes, I know people leverage money. They get private lenders, all kinds of things. That's another way of doing it as well. But if you're a bit more traditional, you're saving up, even if it's just $10,000 for like a slush fund or something, that's still kind of dead money. Uh, another example I've discussed with other people before is buying a car. So maybe at first you have to kind of lose the opportunity cost because you don't have 30,000 or whatever it is for your car. But in the future, if you're able to get a policy loan, that's another item that's kind of dead money is the, the vehicle loan. You're paying interest now with inflation and stuff. We're seeing interest rates rise even on car purchases. So um, can you give us some example if um, that might be something more achievable to some people buying a car using life insurance? Yeah, so using the car aspect, uh, obviously, since you don't own the debt, the, your debt repayments, again, are going to someone else instead of compared to you. And also, cars depreciate very quickly. Right away. Um, <laughs> exactly. And so if, if you want to you always want to be conscious about your wealth and yes, you need cars, but you still want to have that thought in the back of your mind, like, okay, what is my wealth and how is that growing or not growing? And so if you use the policy for um, the car, you're then you're now repaying yourself and you have every month you repay yourself. If you want to uh, repay yourself every month, like that's the other thing as well. Since you own the debt, you're in control of the loan repayments. So yeah. let's say let's say you're having a tough month and you're like, oh, I can't, I don't want to pay the car loan. That's totally fine. You don't have to. You can just whenever you get the, the feet under you again, you can then uh, start to contribute the, the loan repayments uh, to pay off that loan. And then typically how we uh, the loan repayments for a car traditionally is at the end of our, our lease or finance. Yes, we have the car, but all those, the principal and interest are all gone. Oh, we'll never see that money ever again. But then with the policy, once we repay the, the, the policy loan with, for the car, we have the car and then we have the built up cash, the principal that we've used uh, for the, for the, for the, the loan repayments. And so after we have that car, we can then purchase another car or we can have that saved up money to then purchase assets or investments or anything like that. It's just so if you think about it this way, it's pretty simple. Would you rather in five years down the road have a car or five years down the road have a car and everything else you put into the car? Yeah. So you just have like a forefront of money to then say purchase a new car or purchase investments. Okay, that makes sense. Um, I'm just wondering, would you like to touch a little bit on the tax efficiency? So like, why would it be efficient 
like the on the tax side of things, a lot of people are thinking about yeah. income tax right now. <laughs> Top of mind. We just finished our income taxes a yeah. while ago. So, um, like, why is it tax efficient to do the infinite banking um, strategy? The growth on inside the policy is uh, tax exempt. Mm -hmm. And so the reason why it stays tax exempt is because we don't withdraw the money. If we withdraw the money in our, in our cash values, then it'd be taxed. But since we uh, leverage it and take a policy loan out, it's not um, considered a taxable event. And so we put the money inside the policies and has it con compounds and growth every year, year over year, but that growth doesn't get taxed. And so you're growing your, your wealth regardless inside the policy rather than let's say for real estate, the growth inside the real estate if you were to sell it or whatnot, or even rental income, that's, that's taxable. taxable. Yeah. Right. So having inside the policy is taxable or is, is not taxable. Sorry. Okay. And so that's <laughs> kind of how the, the tax efficient uh, side of the, of the policy works is just because we don't withdraw any of the, the money. We just uh, use the policy loans as well. And if you're using it for um, investments, the, interest on the policy loan is actually tax deductible yeah so it's a good it's a good reason to pay the loan back just because um when you're doing your taxes you can then file that for a, a tax uh, deduction which is also just saves you a lot of dollars over the the, the amount of your lifetime of, of investing yeah i've heard of people that that do that like they use the the money in their life insurance uh, to to invest, then they create all these tax efficiencies, and then they reinvest almost like the Smith maneuver with mortgages to kind of collapse their the money that they would pay on on income tax because now they've created expenses, this interest to repay those loans, and then they reinvested in more more policies and more systems. And did, are yeah, you familiar just, with that? A, it can it's just grow. a cycle. Yeah, it's just a cycle. Like you put the money inside the policy, um, it grows, you take a loan out, you repay the loan, you put more money in, like it just, it's just a funnel and it's a cycle um, of how you do banking. It's, it's very similar to how you do banking now. It's just, you put, uh, you deposit money in the bank, you then purchase something. That doll, the dollars you went to purchase something goes into someone else's bank and then it's just another funnel as well. So it's, we're doing the same thing as what we're already doing. It's just one different step. It's just like a different side street of, of what we're traditionally doing. And it's just a way better and more efficient way to bank just because you're participating in the growth of your money rather than uh, the bank taking all the profits. Because even like I, you mentioned it before with the high interest savings accounts and it's yeah. less than half a percent <laughs> like it's not high interest at all and they're they're earning 10 20 percent uh on the interest on those dollars it's just it's just not fair but it's i think of it is also our fault as the consumers like we're doing it and they're not yeah. really forcing us to do it yeah exactly we're just kind of like accepting it because that's just the normal thing to do but um if you do the research and you know, find more, find more information about infant banking, it's just a 
different way to bank and you just participate more in the profits of, of the insurance company. So you just uh, touched uh, Hayden on banking. I'm wondering, has the banking system issues had any impact at all on um, infinite banking? Um, not infinite banking in general. If anything, people don't trust the banks even more. Yeah. <laughs> they, sure. they, they want somewhere safe to keep their money um outside under of your business. mattress yeah well it's probably better than inside the banking system especially in the states yeah um, but since the insurance contracts are outside the uh, traditional banking system it doesn't apply to uh, fractional reserve banking at all and but just with how the economy is with rising interest rates or banks being more aware of oh, we can't lend out so much money that we were doing. And so what happens is uh, the mortgage lending restrictions get a lot tighter. Yeah. And so what exactly. So, and that reason is because the banks have the money, they're in control, they make the rules. So they can easily say, you might be a perfect candidate for a mortgage, but the off day, they might be like, no, we're not giving you that, that money, right? And it, it could be that, or if someone has poor credit or something like that, but they have the, the funds available to, like they're a good candidate, it's just only the, the credit score that's affecting them, then they can't get a mortgage. But if you, over time, if you're funding your policy, you can then purchase, like over time, the goal is to purchase a real estate asset 100% cash through the policy yeah. and then since there's no application there's no questions there's no credit checks it doesn't matter like what your credit scores it doesn't matter uh anything really because since you're in control you make the rules and it doesn't matter what the banks are doing or what the interest rates are because it's your money you're in control of it and uh, the other thing is if you're using it for a rental property that rental income you get there's, you, don't have, you don't have to pay a mortgage. So the, the full rental income is going back into the policy. And then over time, you just have enough money again to purchase another property. Wow. And it's just exponential a, growth. <laughs> exactly. And it's just, it'd be cool to see when you have the policy from year zero to 20 years and you use that for real estate, how much growth and the exponential growth you what you you've received and earned if you've done it through the policy or if you just did it the traditional way of how much money you could have earned yeah and the difference yeah for, you have to show us hayden yeah, yeah exactly i'll, I'll read you we'll do it 20 years uh, in the future um but no it's just it's just all about control and whoever has the money has the control and the the banking issues in America and in Canada, they're not going to go away. Like this is, no. kind of the, this is only the start of, of the mess. And it just, and it's the mess that the banks use that, that they're the reason where we have this mess, but then it's our money. Yeah. And so Pretty that's sad. what I said at the, at the beginning is just, we take on all the risk and then they take on the profits. And then we have, your money's with a big enough bank, they're just going to get bailed out by the government. So it doesn't really matter on their part, like they're mm -hmm. safe, but then we're not. 
-hmm. it's just not a fair way to to bank it's just it's just not fair at all and so mm -hmm. with infinite banking once you've and again it'll take many years to be able to fully fund um, properties and projects but once you get there you have full control of what you want to do and you could even get into private lending yourself yeah become right? the bank for others and exactly it's called infinite banking for a reason you just there's limitless amount of opportunities to to use the policy if you want to use it for yourself or if you want to be the bank itself and lend to other people that maybe have poor credit or um to the bank are over leveraged uh so just you're just in a lot more control and when you're in control you make the decisions you want to make hmm. You talk a lot about control hate and I'm just wondering, like, you know, with the banks, you said we're not protected, like with the, like we are in a certain, to a certain yeah. extent, yeah. but with yeah. the money into uh, IBC, um, what, what makes it more protected? Uh, it's just outside the traditional banking system. And okay. so it's not tied to anything. It's, it's an insurance contract and they can't. So if let's say the bank fails, the money inside the bank that can that can easily be gone in Canada mm -hmm. it's um, the insurance is a hundred grand but anything above that is good as gone basically mm -hmm. and, and I so read as well the hundred grand is is spread over like many banks like it's not designed for everybody to pull out their money at once then it's the hundred grand here and there it's not even for everybody so well yeah, if you look at if you look at the, if how many people do you think have a hundred grand in their bank account in Canada? A good amount, I would say. And that's, that's including anything, um, any registered plans within the bank. Like they could just access that RSP, easily. CFSA, exactly. yeah. So RS, RSPs, that, that'd be a lot of people. And RESPs, children exactly. and all kinds of things. Exactly. And so if the, the bank fails and the, all that money over a hundred grand is, is gone. basically gone. But then within the insurance, they can't touch it because it's, it's outside the banking system. And so it's protected that way. And it's also growing whilst these people don't have their money. And so mm -hmm. to answer your question, does the long form, but basically it's just outside the, the banking system. And isn't it designed if your policy is like a hundred thousand, by the time you you die or something it's supposed to match somehow like the accounting thing you at the end it's guaranteed you're going to get to whatever amount is insured yeah so how the, so this your viewers might be confused at what i'm about to say it's, it's easier to show just like an example but basically yeah. <laughs> uh your death benefit in cash values by age 100 uh, contractedly have to match and so this is this is the part where it's going to get confusing to some people probably mm -hmm. but the, the the money you put the deposit into the insurance company they take that and put it into their various investments that they have um they've been having they've been paying out dividends for over 100 years uh, straight and so at the end of the year you as a policy owner receive the dividends that dividends goes to purchase more death benefit so every year your death benefit grows and so 
since they're supposed to match your cash value and death benefit have to match uh, by age 100. So every year the death benefit grows, so the cash value has to catch up. It gets contracted in the in Unlike the, the banks, the banks get 100,000 in deposits and they can lend out. <laughs> How much can they lend out? I think it's well, 10 times or something crazy, like a million or? Well, no, it's, so it's 90, well, actually since COVID, it, it's 0%. They, they don't have to have anything on reserve. So oh. if you put in 10 grand in the bank, they the next second they can lend it to right someone now. else. So they could and, lose it completely. Correct. And just because they're just greedy with the money and they're, they're over leveraged themselves. Like it's just a mess and it's going to be, it's going, it's just going to get worse really of, of what it's the banking system is. Except with the death benefit, you're dead. So you don't know. <laughs> but your wife or your husband or your kids. I know. I'm just, a, you know, I'm yeah. just doing a joke. <laughs> and IBC, what's cool is you get to enjoy it while you're alive. While most yeah, more people, if you're a real estate investor, or, yeah, yeah or different types of investments, I could see business owners getting mm -hmm. policies. I know some large corporations get life insurance on their staff, like high-powered executives, and do different Bank, banks. Banks have hundreds of billions of dollars. In it's called Boli, so it's bank-owned life insurance. Wow! So it's the same same design of, of what we do, but then banks have hundreds. Uh, in Canada, they don't disclose how much, but in the states, they disclose um, what banks have bank-owned life insurance and how much, and it's hundreds of billions of dollars. Wow! <laughs> That's insane. Crazy. So the banks yeah. believe in it as well. Yeah, and they're the banks. Their only mission is to make money. So. Yes. If they would put hundreds of billions of dollars in it, it's it's a it's a good thing. <laughs> That's the whole point. Awesome. awesome. Well, thank you so much, Aunt Hayden, for sharing a little bit about IBC. And if people want to follow you, find out more about what you do, and yeah, book, book an appointment, maybe get some life insurance. What's the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, the best is probably email. So my email is my last name, uh, IBC. So it's Hayden Padalino IBC at gmail.com um, or you can message me on LinkedIn and that's just my name Hayden Padalino. Uh, the group I'm with is IB Canada group and so our uh, website is ibcanadagroup.com uh, so you can uh, get some more information uh, there. Amazing okay. and I know your group does publish quite a bit of educational content and things that are very thought-provoking and push you to find out more there's lots of great reads and uh, it's a, an awesome team, so I'm really glad we could have you on and enjoy a bit of Monte Cheval with you. <laughs> All right, thank you. We'll have to catch up with you in the future and find out what you're up to in uh, in a few years' yeah, time. Well, in so. 20 years, just yeah, see the yeah, 20 years. We'll just we'll book it. We'll book it right now. 20 years. <laughs> Man, we're gonna be old in 20 years. But anyway, he's gonna be old in 20 years. Yeah, you're gonna me. be younger in 20 years. But whatever. <laughs> Well, that's great. Uh, thanks uh, for tuning in, everyone, and take care. Hey there, listeners. We hope you enjoyed this latest episode of the Wine and Real Estate Podcast. Yes, absolutely. You can find us on Instagram. Our handle is wine underscore and underscore real estate. So wine and real estate on Facebook, FL Homes Corp. And you can also find us on our YouTube channel. 
Yes, and please make sure to give us a rating, five stars, mm -hmm. or any comments. We'd love to hear from you, and uh, we love suggestions as well. Cheers. Yeah, chin chin. Thank you.